the Recruitment Rollercoaster Podcast. My name is Hisham Mazuz, and today I'm joined by my first female <laughs> guest, so that makes me very, very happy. Um, I'm joined by Katie from, I was just practicing this, Voir Recruitment. <laughs> Got it right, hello. Wicked, perfect. Um, which actually, so that's to do with your middle name? That, yeah. That name, yeah? Okay. How, how often do people actually get that wrong then? A lot. All the time, I think. <laughs> I, I don't really know many people that have pronounced it right, so. No, I reckon that might be a good thing. Yeah, though, at like, least I remember, remember it. it. And yeah? then they have to ask it again. <laughs> So hopefully, <laughs> I like that. Cool. So, um, yeah, Katie, how far did it, how long did it take to get here today? Only about twenty minutes. Nice Very and good. quick. So it's a nice, cool day in the studio today. Um, but Katie, as I do, had a uh, nose on your LinkedIn. I know, obviously, we we've spoken before this, but I'd love to hear about sort of why recruitment and and how you got to where you are because you've been your your business is it coming up to a year nearly yeah yeah a year so next week. a lot of people obviously say first year is really tough um so how how let's start with how, how did you get into recruitment and, and why why recruitment how that happened so as 99 percent of recruiters probably say that they <laughs> fell into it yeah um, and i was adamant that i wasn't going to work in recruitment in my, really? In my first recruitment interview, I told the recruitment agency that I didn't want to be a recruiter. <laughs> in a recruitment interview? Yep. And I oh still got off with the job, though, so it was okay. <laughs> <laughs> really? Um, and okay. I, I kind of think that I was so adamant about not being a recruiter because mm. every recruiter I'd ever dealt with had been the most annoying right. person yeah, in the universe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I guess I knew what I didn't want to be. Yeah, um, like that. But even so, I went into recruitment in marketing recruitment after doing a marketing degree and thought, great, I'll get myself a marketing job. Yep. And then loved it. And yeah, two years well, later, what did you What are. did you love about it then? What was the so? Firstly, your perception of recruitment as a whole wasn't great. No, was that I just thought, for your experiences then with recruiters? Yeah, I thought people just bombarded people on LinkedIn, yeah. sent annoying emails to clients, forced you to take jobs that you didn't want to take. <laughs> like I remember telling a recruiter that I didn't think the opportunity was right for me and didn't want to go to the interview. Yeah, and then being like, "What the hell? Like, no, you're going." Oh, really? And moving like the, the recruiters are horrible. What? So like that was my perception of recruitment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I worked for a small startup where there wasn't really any KPIs. It was yeah, very yeah, much like, like we're building this up from scratch. So it's it's quality over. Quality, yeah. yeah. And I guess that kind of changed. Yeah, and it's just yeah. talking to people all day. Mm. I came from retail before and I just love talking to people all the time yeah. and that's what this is. So would you say you're a sort of people person? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, no, I, that that really helped me in my first job because I. how big was the agency that you... See, there was four people working on tech and then uh, myself and my manager on oh, Okay, so about six people. Did that grow while you was there or was it... Did it I, think I think they're up to ten now. Okay. Did you learn a lot from... The, direct, the director then did you work closely with yeah it was really interesting because he'd been um, so he his background has been recruitment but yeah. he'd kind of been kind of backstage doing it and okay. hands off so when he was last recruiting it was like job ads in the newspaper and things really so like he had all the principles there which was great yeah. but then like social media mm. he didn't so it was like he was teaching me and I was teaching him yeah so it was like quite that. an interesting so, so yeah you, he knew his strengths you knew yeah. your strengths and then sort of learnt yeah I mean for me my the agency I worked in, it was quite similar actually, and I'm I'm so grateful for because obviously I've heard some horror sp- stories now um, of people who go into recruitment businesses roles have ridiculous KPIs and all that sort of stuff. And I think if you if you're if you you're the first job you have in recruitment, if you're in an environment where they do sort of really focus on quality over quantity, mm. and understanding the recruitment process, getting more experience doing that, etc. etc. Obviously, there will be an element of pressure. It's a sales role, but really to focus on um, a lot of people that I've spoken to now say the first year you want to focus on sort of getting good yeah. do you know what I mean as opposed to getting fees on the board obviously yeah. that's important but and building your personal brand yeah, to make things that. easier yeah exactly so um, so how long was you there for? Um, just under a year just under a year so how how was that year for you then for first time recruitment what yeah, was it difficult? Was it good? I remember two weeks in thinking I was right about recruitment. I didn't want oh, to do this. Really? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know what it was. It was the fact that, like, to start with, I was just learning everything and posting things on LinkedIn. And then I remember them being like, right, you need to get on the phone. Yeah. And I was just like, I just don't want to ring somebody up. Like, I hated oh, right, it. Okay, I just yeah, didn't yeah, want to yeah, do yeah. it. And the fact well, that... Because you didn't feel like you knew what you were doing. Yeah, and I think yeah. my age was a big thing and that I'd never actually worked in marketing. So I was like, I can't ring somebody up and talk to them mm. about this job and yeah. say how it's a great opportunity for them yeah, if... Yeah. I don't actually know what to talking about. <laughs> How did you overcome that then? I just had to do it. And it, it was more the fact as well that I was in this office of, of guys that yeah. had all been really experienced and they could hear me. 
Yeah, and so I think yeah, I did yeah, yeah, like yeah. I remember doing it and it went to voicemail and being like thank god like I can just leave oh a voicemail god, I can relate so much and I did it in like everyone went on lunch and I did it when the office was empty <laughs> really? and it was fine I hadn't like I always used to try and schedule calls which is great because obviously that's when most people want to talk oh, at nice, lunchtime yeah. or after work so then I didn't have to that's do really it interesting. in interesting. I haven't spoken in about this but I, I, had the, I had the same sort of thing initially because again it was sort of similar it was just an open plan office there was eight of us and yeah, it can be quite daunting those first couple of weeks, can't it? Like when you're speaking on the phone. You if you're can... not used to it as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you're exactly right. When you first get on the phone, you're literally thinking, oh, fuck, everyone's going to be listening to me. But they're not. That, yeah, that's the thing. Like, <laughs> they're not. You'd look around and they'd have their headphones in or yeah, they'd just yeah, be completely yeah. zoned out. And yeah. this is what they always used to say, like, we're not listening. Yeah, yeah. How long did that take to change though? Because by the time oh, like, I months. left, I was so loud on the phone. It like... took me months still. <laughs> really? And it depended if it was... If I was talking about a role that I knew inside out that the client had, like, yeah, then I'd be absolutely fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But still, sometimes, or I'd say something wrong and then that would throw me for the whole call. (laughs) But I think there, would you say that's when you learned a lot? Like, that, yeah. Um, What I was going to say, what, that's interesting you say about talking to people about jobs that you don't know and how are you to know if it's right for them and all that sort of stuff. How, How did you sort of deal with that then? Because I didn't... It wasn't quite similar for me, uh, same as you, because obviously you had a marketing degree, so you got that. So you understood the world, right? You learnt about it, etc. Yeah, that's Um, fair to say. mm. Obviously, you didn't have work. (laughs) You didn't didn't have. You didn't work in a marketing job. Yeah. But you studied it. Um, So for me, I worked in insurance and then recruited in insurance. But all the jobs I was recruiting for, I hadn't done before. So for me. The way I looked at it was, I, under, I understand your world. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not the expert right now, even though that changed because I really understood my market and all that sort of stuff. So, how did you get that story across? Did you sort of just be honest and say, "I've studied marketing, I really love the industry, etc.," and then pick these people's brains to learn about it? Because that, that's where the knowledge is. Yeah. It's, it's the candidates, isn't it? And that's I think what I learned. Finding candidates that are actually willing to talk to you, mm. even if they're not looking, yeah. and just tell you about what they do. Yeah, ask some good questions. Yeah, and exactly. then that's just how I. Learn. But everyone loves talking about themselves, don't yeah. they? So it does work. And I think that if you're in a position where you're recruiting for an industry, which um, I mean, a lot of people say, if you don't know what industry to go in, sort of try and pick someone you're interested in or yeah. whatever. Um, but yeah, if you haven't got any experience or whatever, don't don't let that be a weakness. Just I, for me, I'd probably say be honest. We're in the early days and sort of just absolutely ask the right questions, listen, yeah. because and then over like, I don't know how long did it take to really sort of, because if you, th- for me, there was a lot of similar jobs, but with different companies. I don't know if you found that, like, let's say a Martin and County executive role, yeah. I guess some of the responsibilities would be the same, but obviously different cultures, different companies. So yeah, obviously once you understand a few roles which you recruit for, then you've got a good grasp of it, haven't you? Yeah. How long did it take to get over that then, do you think? Probably a good couple of months. Yeah. And it completely depended on the level as well. Like, I was mm. a lot more confident talking to people, say, at account exact level, yeah, account yeah, manager yeah. level, that are my age, yeah, yeah. as opposed to talking to somebody that's, like, 20, 30 years older than me. Yeah, yeah. How did you find that? Like, how do you do that then, just... It really depended on the person themselves. Yeah, yeah, Like, yeah. because some people just really don't like they're not phased by it and they would just talk to me like any other person and i mean the people that i did struggle with it was probably all in my head anyway but you just get used to it and just make sure that you're yeah because i never thought that because a lot of people i'd say probably maybe 30 40 percent of the people i dealt with were definitely all older than me i'd say um but i know i don't know i've never really um thought i've never sort of looked at age as like a barrier like i, I don't know especially in recruitment like what's the point then i don't know mm. do you know I what think, i mean yeah now i've got into it i'm like i was stupid to ever think yeah that yeah so but i get why people matter. would think that because it can be a bit daunting mm. fun it's like oh don't really have anything in common da, da, da. but again it's like if you if you listen and you ask good questions most people are going to be willing to to talk to, talk to you do you know what i mean um okay cool so how have you ended up starting your own business then? That's crazy. Twelve. So you've got twelve months' experience, and now you've been doing having your own agency for twelve months. Yeah. Why? What? Why? I do think. You, I mean, what, I how was. Did that happen? I was pretty lucky in the setup I had that I launched like. Well, we, when I left, we were launching our third desk from scratch. So I'd already built up. Okay desks to kind of have an understanding of what to do in that sense yeah um but i was moving to london and i was looking at jobs i was looking at marketing jobs i was looking at internal recruiter jobs and agencies and i just thought like i don't agree with looking at agencies there was so many i'd find one and be like no i disagree with that oh no i disagree with that in terms of their values or or like there was just always something and i was just thinking i don't i don't want to be 
managed in how I want to do something. Okay. I feel like the industry gets such a bad name of yeah. doing things. I mm. want to do things my way and yeah, not yeah, yeah, yeah. fit into that. And I just thought, why not? So, yeah. Wow. Here we are a year later. That's been quite scared, scary, though. No? Yeah. So have you always thought about having your own own business yeah once it? I kind of got into recruitment I thought I'd quite like to do this um, and it kind of yeah I mean I've been really lucky like my brother-in-law is a web designer my sister's an accountant love it and my boyfriend works in marketing so like oh, it's nice. kind of like a full I that, that, that's, that was going to be my next question like surely it sounds like you must have had a decent sort of support structure around you so have your parents supported you throughout this whole Thing or I did a business plan to them. Did you? <laughs> I was so nervous. My dad's got his own business, so okay. I, and, and his mum helped him out when he first started when he was my age. So okay. I was a bit like, okay, this is this is all right. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I went to my brother. My brother's like the business head of the family. Okay. And he was like, you've just got to persuade mum and dad to maybe support you for a few months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Put together a business plan. Went over it one night at dinner. Completely threw it on them. And my dad was all on board and was like, no, really? Like, if you're gonna do it, this is the time to do it. So. I absolutely love that. I think for me, stories like that is what makes recruitment um, so amazing, isn't it? Like, you, obviously, it felt right, and you know, as you said, like, why would I join another agency and sort of sacrifice sort of what I deem mm. as important and stuff like that when I can create my uh, my my own business? Um, so, in terms of talk to me about the first 12 months then that must be difficult right what, what's been going on I'm sure there's been highs lows but yeah what, um, <laughs> what what's how's this these first 12 months been yeah I mean it's the things that I thought would be easy weren't and the things that I thought would be hard weren't okay. it was the complete other way around so what like, do you think could be hard let's talk about that what do you think could be difficult I thought the clients would be hard to get. Okay. And it's Why been the other way around because I thought they would look at me and think, I guess it's that age thing again. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. thought they'd look at me and be like, like she's, well, how old was I? I was 22 when I started. Yeah, they were yeah. like, you're 22, you've had a year of experience in recruitment yeah. and you've got a marketing degree. Mm. Like, like there's better recruiters yeah, out there yeah, yeah, and yeah. that was a real hurdle and it really wasn't like mm. just being just honest with them yeah and like I had client meetings where I've had a client that's turned around and helped me be like really? I think your yeah, value proposition's wrong but like, I've known you Love for 20 that. minutes I think this is better for you like Love that. as long as you're honest with them and you're quite confident yeah, in yourself yeah, yeah, yeah. then I think yeah I mean that age thing again like I think <laughs> yeah I mean at the end of the day if you deliver yeah who gives a fuck how old you are? <laughs> do, yeah. you, do you know what I mean? If you actually listen and um, actually deliver on what they need, etc., then that's never going to be a factor, is it, really? No. Um, so, so you found building client relationships, getting jobs on, easier yeah. than you thought. Yeah? And like, there's things that I'd always said in my last agency that I wanted to do to bring clients on, and okay. I just never had the opportunity to do it. Like, like what? So I was all very much more kind of the personal approach. Okay. So um, National Cupcake Day is in September. Okay. And I picked 10 clients that I really wanted to work for. And yeah. I hand-delivered them like oh, wow. bags of cupcakes with handwritten cards. Yeah. Uh, I sent advent calendars out at Christmas okay. with handwritten cards. How did that all go down? Did it, was it received well? So or? my best client like from this year is from Cupcakes. Really? fucking love that that is class um, the advent calendars like even if like they I got a response I think from like 90% of my advent love calendars it. which is mm. I mean it's better than sending what a great well. idea where did that idea come from then the cupcake one I had just because I love cupcakes <laughs> um, but my no my boyfriend at work they were they had um, advent calendars come in from all their agencies that yeah. they work with and he's like why are you not doing this yeah, yeah so yeah, I think yeah. I sent them out like the day before the first of December and was like these just have to go they have yeah, to be there yeah, tomorrow yeah 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 Okay, and that's interesting. And what handwritten notes? Because I've done other stuff besides recruitment, and I've done stuff like that. Sold some stuff online, and I've already sort of went for that, like over, sort of over delivery, really. And then it's the customers like, wow, oh my god, this mm. is amazing. What what sort of things would you write in that? Like, would it would this be? I don't know. I'm trying to think, like, because you don't want to be, you're not going to like sell in that card, surely. Yeah. It's just I like, literally Hi, just guys. say who I am, yeah. what I'm doing, yeah, 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 and something about them. Okay, so that's interesting. Like, I try and keep it quite brief, but yeah. but personal to them. Yeah. 
what would you what sort of things would you th- look at look at on their you go on their website or yeah i remember one of would you like compliment them basically yeah i remember one of my prospects in fact had just um got some fish in the in the office yeah and i mentioned something about their new goldfish or something ah, like okay just follow them on everything yeah. like their instagram twitter perfect see what they're posting about. exactly so you so yeah stuff like that when you re- reference stuff like that it's like okay right she actually has been following us yeah it's not just the same old bullshit yeah and i think a lot of people think that that's stuff that's only going to help them to win business mm. but also it means that when you're talking to candidates you actually know more about oh, your yeah. clients than you think you do yeah, yeah yeah that's amazing i really like that idea that's cool um have you done anything else like that then or um, that's been so i sent sweets on friday to my new clients Did like you? big boxes of loads of haribo and things yeah, yeah. And tissue paper with a little card and is that what does that help when you're i guess relationship building definitely but and then it's, it's a talking point straight away, isn't it? Yeah, it means that when I email them, I'm not just sending them an email being like, please work with me. I yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you actually reference yeah. that. Does it work then? Yeah, definitely. Even if they come back and say, look, we've got a PSL, we're not yeah. looking to work yeah, with anyone you've else. you made your mark there, yeah. right? That's um, really clever. Um, what, what what have you found difficult then? What's been the biggest, what, what's been the biggest challenge, you think? Working by myself. Okay. I think it's having that person to kind of bounce your ideas off For or sure. if you're writing an email and you're negotiating something with a client being like is this yeah, like yeah. is this okay and just having that other person or somebody yeah, else yeah. in the office have you not got anyone you can lean on for that um so i was i was talking to somebody about this actually last week who's just gone out on her own and i don't think i did enough networking to start with okay with recruiters just in general with okay. other people just to bounce ideas off of people yeah, and yeah, yeah, just yeah. build up your own network in that mm. sense because i don't think you necessarily I mean, it doesn't just come from having a team. It's just talking to people yeah, and sure. seeing what other people are doing. I think, um, yeah, no, I think that you're not the first person that, that said that because that is just a completely different dynamic. You haven't been in that before, isn't it? You've got to work out, okay, what environment does I work, do I work mm. best in? Obviously, we were just talking off camera that obviously you go to coffee shops and a lot of people say that. A lot of people work in a shed in their garden, which they've created an office. So what, what it seems like is that that's that can be one of the difficult things it's like right okay where where will i get the most mm. work done because in today's world it's just so easy to be distracted isn't it so you do the majority of your work in coffee shops you said yeah i try and do 50 50 yeah what and then the other 50 at home, at home yeah okay cool um but no what, what you're just saying i think that if have you reached out to other people that are on their own like other yeah so recently stuff? that's recently. what i've been trying to nice, do yeah because i think that you'll probably be I don't know what your perception would have been before you sent the messages, but I think you'd be really pleasantly surprised, like, the sort of community element to mm. it, because knowing... So, for example, if you reach out to someone who's 24 months down the road, like, from my experience, speaking to people, they'd be so happy to, like, just you to pick their brain. Yeah. Because, like, they've been through it, and to sort of... T- t- not teach someone, but sort of to speak about some of the failures they went through, which the, if they were to do it again... That, that could be really helpful, isn't it? Mm. So, yeah, I was going to say, you could even reach out, to, I guess a bit of a mentorship, like people people love that, don't they? Yeah. Um, so, but besides that, I don't know, would you ever sort of find yourself, oh my God, what the hell, do, how do I deal with this situation? Or would you speak to the parents or would you literally just deal with it on your own? Like, Yeah, I mean, I'm not much of a planner and that sounds <laughs> okay. awful considering I'm running my own business, but like, like every day my boyfriend comes home and he's like right have you done me a plan yet have you tracked your social media like have you done this yeah, and I'm like yeah, yeah. no <laughs> and um, he's got this thing where every time we're in the car now on a long journey yeah. there's nowhere for me to escape yeah, to yeah, and yeah. he's like right we're doing for the next hour mm. we're talking about voir and we're doing a business plan that's great so I've kind of is got it, is that, to does that come natural to you then to do, it, yeah. to do that yeah but, I think yeah. that's amazing because that's it's that accountability doesn't it That that's, that's what really helps and pushes yeah. you in the, in the right way Especially if it's someone that obviously you're close to and can sort of be honest. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes a little bit too honest, but because he's got the marketing background, it helps in that respect. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah. Okay. So basically, talk to me about sort of your your approach. Then, so you've already sort of said that you you do different differently, your cupcakes, all that sort of stuff. So obviously, I've seen obviously your videos on LinkedIn, which you've been doing. Um, you said obviously your partners in marketing. So what what's your perception on marketing and, and recruitment then? Because obviously. I've now joined a marketing agency for recruitment. That's still fairly new. Clients don't even have in-house marketing people. They yeah. have one person to like 50 people. So it's still very new to the to, to the industry. What What's your sort of viewpoint? I mean, I probably spend 50% of my time marketing and 50% of my time actually recruiting. Okay. I, I think if you do your marketing right, mm. then the recruiting is yeah. a little bit easier. Let, let's break that down then. Let's 
peel back the onion on that market, 50% of the marketing. So what, what, would you, what sort of things would you be doing? What, what so would you into that? content, I mean, videos take so much longer than you think they're <laughs> going to take every time. Um, writing blogs, um, mm. any of my social media channels. Yeah. Trying to just build relationships, like things like the cupcakes and yeah, sweets yeah, and yeah, things. Yeah. yeah, that's marketing, isn't it? Um, okay. But yeah, hopefully if the marketing's right, mm. then it's not going to be so much me being really pushy with candidates yeah. and clients. They're just going to... And see your stuff online yeah. and that sort of stuff. Okay, Let, let's break that down a bit then because I feel like you've probably learned a lot because you've been doing that 50% marketing. What, how do you, I think a lot of people is just like starting, like how did you, what made you go, you know what, I need to do this or what What could be some tips on for people just to get started or I don't know. I mean, it's a bit hypocritical to me to say this because I've just said I'm awful at it, but plan. <laughs> okay. Like, I I remember at the beginning of the year, I did, like, a template for my monthly social media plans. Nice, nice. And not just social media, actually. It's all colour-coded to say, right, this day I'm going to write a blog, this day I'm going to do yeah. social media, yeah, this yeah, day yeah. I'm, like, whatever. Um, and if so you, like, with that plan, do you have you thought about what you're going to write about? Or do you decide that? So that's my template for the year. And then on the last day of each month, I then say, right, I'm going to do this on this day. And okay, so you've worked out when you're going to be doing that. Yeah. And then on towards the end of the month, you decide the topic. For that for that week. Okay. Um, and like go through Reddit, think about conversations that I've had with candidates. Nice. Um, and to be fair, not even just with candidates. Like I went out for dinner last night yeah. and one of my friends said, right, I'm dealing with a recruiter and need to negotiate my salary. Like, what do I do? Yeah, nice, nice. Um, so like anything like that, that I can turn into yeah, something. Yeah. So I think, yeah, th this is what I tell people. So when I first started, um, I had to plan my, my stuff, definitely. Because when, when you do it ad hoc, you don't have the consistency. Mm -hmm. And you need, uh, as I'm sure you agree, you, you, need, you need to be consistent. Otherwise, it's... You, you see those people on LinkedIn who do like one post and you don't see them for a while, and it, you just it's, it's not going to have the effect that you want it to have. Um, but yeah, advice that I give people, which you just hit the nail on the head there, is because a lot of people are right, okay, yeah, I can plan it, but what the hell am I going to talk about? And it's exactly it's the, talking about the stuff that mm. you talk about on a daily basis. That mm. that is your content, isn't it? So it's those conversations. It's the conversation of your candidates, clients, or just anything that you actually think about. Mm. Um, and it's very much documenting over creating that that is the, the secret to mm. that um but i think th what i i don't I hopefully you agree with this but i think the advantage of that is that you're taking a one-on-one -on -one conversation to mm. a conversation with x amount of because guarantee somebody else will ask you it and exactly. then at least you can be like wow well, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly and um i've got a template as well that i downloaded actually it's really good and it's like um what your clients do what are your clients' problems? How do nice. you approach them? Like, what questions do they ask you? Then mm. the same for like your candidates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like kind of you, yeah, you yeah, give yeah. yourself your content yeah, yeah. by looking so what, at. So, well, that's a template, as in like the questions. Yeah. So I just downloaded it online, nice. and it's all there, and it kind of gives you. So, what are your clients' problems? Candidates' problems? What you talk about? Yeah. And then I guess yeah, the the answer to those is your content. Nice. Okay. So how? Let's talk about because a lot of people then would say, well what's the return on investment how has that affected your your business so we thought a couple of months ago when I did a business plan we thought content's probably a bit more of a nice to have okay and I stopped doing it like as in my blog posts on my website really? for a month and then I looked at my web analytics and my website views had literally like they have just gone wow and so it's things like that that then I was like, right, okay, maybe okay, I need to get back yeah. on, I need to get two vlogs a week on the website. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and the videos as well. Um, so how long have you been doing the videos? Um, probably a couple of months, but then okay. I went on holiday. So I've done, uh, yesterday I uploaded my 11th, my 10th video. 10th, okay. And just quickly on that, because again, a lot of people are just like, oh, do I need to buy like this fancy camera and all that? <laughs> do you use your iPhone? Um, so I do it on my Mac. Okay. Like oh, what, the, what, the webcam? Yeah. Really? So okay. I have my phone. Cool. I have my phone facing out with the flash on it, so it's got a bit more light. Like I said, oh, nice. too early. I pin the curtain back. Yeah, I have yeah, it yeah. all stacked up on my books. Yeah. and then yeah. Absolutely love that because a lot of people again. It's just for me. It's just an excuse to like not start. It's like oh, I need to buy this fancy camera, no. get this tripod, and all that. But it's what you're talking about that matters. And I, I've seen your videos. They look. They look sweet. They look. I good. mean, it's probably better quality when I do it on my phone. It's mm. then just more faff to get it all transferred across. And it like I mean, adding. Why, that, yeah, why don't you do it on your phone though? I don't know. I, just, I then I just stick it in iMovie and stick my logo on it yeah, and yeah, everything, yeah. and it's just and it's, it's already just on there. your computer. And I think I don't think I think the quality is all right on it. So. Yeah, yeah I, th I think that's all right. Okay, so how was that? Because 
as I'm sure you've seen, there's so many more people doing videos now, and that's because LinkedIn is promoting the hell out of it, definitely. Um, what, how has that affected your your business? Have you had more conversations? Has your LinkedIn presence increased? Do you think? I don't know what's been. Like I've just had, I've had a lot more views on my profile. Okay. Um, I've had people messaging me, being like, um, your videos are really helping me with my job search. Brilliant. People being like, right can we have like, I've had a lot more people just be like can I talk to you about my job search nice. whether or not like I've got any roles for them they're just yeah. like can we chat but still though it's that relationship building isn't it and somebody said something really interesting to me a couple of weeks ago I um, I went out for some drinks with some friends and there was somebody there that I'd never met before okay. and they were like oh like have you met him and I was like no and he was like yeah we have and I was like mm, no we haven't <laughs> and he's like oh well I see everything on LinkedIn like I feel like I know you from oh, all your videos that. and yeah. I was like well why aren't you liking them and he was like well I can't really like something about working with a recruiter in mm. case my manager sees it yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. which I thought was really interesting yeah. but that's maybe why some people don't engage, engage. with something yeah no that is interesting because that that just that just sort of uncovers like the people that you're reaching you might be reaching even more people uh. do you know what I mean because as you said they're sort of a bit conscious of who's who's got eyes on their profile um, but I think it's for me when you have those conversations that's that that should kick you on to continue doing it. Did you did you feel like you know what right okay I'm on yeah. I'm doing the right thing. And I probably had a lot more conversations from that than posting I've got a job for this. Oh don't like literally that 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 was the light bulb moment for me was so twelve month for me maybe you'll be able to relate to this because I I feel like because I had no recruiting experience and I entered it when I did three years ago now um, like I just had fresh eyes in the industry I guess sort of you did as well like. You can learn how to call the database, job boards, all that, the, tr the traditional ways. Um, but obviously then, for me, the advantage I had was 12 months down the line, I was like, right, what, what else could I actually be doing, mm. which is different. And when I when I looked at our competitors, and I'm, I don't know if it was like this in your agency, but like, we didn't hate our competitors, but like, we'd keep an eye on what they're doing, what jobs they got. We'd read their jobs back to be like, oh, right, of course what agency is that? Exactly, exactly. So. <laughs> Everyone has a compet compet competing agency. I think it's a healthy thing. It's a good thing. Um, and when I checked out their socials, and all it was was just spamming people with new jobs, and I was like, you know what? Like, there's a big, mm. big opportunity here because that is just dreadful. I, I thought it's just like I actually found it harder because what to write about a job because oh, you yeah. sit there and you go right. I can't write. Oh, I've got a really exciting opportunity, <laughs> and you have to keep trying to think of like another yeah, yeah. way just to say. Just like just typical biz buzzwords. Yeah, you don't use them, which yeah. I actually th like thought was a lot harder yeah, yeah, than yeah. just writing some content about yeah, something exactly. else. And I think exactly, and it's just like if you if you're in, you got to think of it in the can in the candidate shoes. Like how how many jobs they must see on their timeline on LinkedIn if they got if they connect with recruiters. Mm. It must be so much. But if they see a video or see you talking about, as you said, their problems or things that they're going through, that's just that's gonna have so much more chance of resonating, mm. isn't it, than new job, excellent opportunity, dynamic environment, all that bullshit basically. Um, so basically what what's um what's the vision for you then? Like do you see working gonna be working on recruitment for a while or what's what's going on? I think so. Yeah? I mean, you never really know what's going to happen. But yeah, I think so. And I think because recruitment will change so much anyway, I think it's... Let's talk yeah. about it. What, as in, in what way? How well, I think everybody will get on board a lot more with the marketing side of things. Okay. I think if you don't do that, then you haven't probably got much hope. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and I guess just technology in general. Yeah. But then I think it'll be really interesting to see because at the end of the day, recruitment is all about people. Yeah. And I think there's only so far you can take it with technology yeah there yeah. will always have to be oh yeah 100 percent. i think it's i think it's um we've spoken about this before on here but i think the recruiters who like you've spoken about puts the quality first the relationship first builds that community all that sort of thing builds a network they're the people where they're, they're gonna have the most leverage mm. um if you're if you're a recruiter who literally it's just so transactional you, that's gonna be difficult do, do you know what i mean mm. to, to really maintain that um, but yeah, I think the, the, that that is just the crazy thing about recruitment. It's the sort of thing that can ruin your day, but it's also the thing that's so addictive, and that is the people part. Like, <laughs> it's just crazy. Yeah, it is literally crazy. Um, what what's been your your biggest high so far then in uh, in recruitment? Do you think? I think getting my first deal by myself. Oh, I, love that. I don't that's think I ever like. How long does that take? Um, God, it was annoying. So it should have happened in like a month and a half. Yeah. And then 
people happen. being people, it doesn't happen. So yeah. it took um, about three and a half months. Three and a half months. But it was like... So that, must, that period must have been quite difficult. Yeah, especially because it almost happened so quickly. I was like, right, this, this is going to be easy. Like, yeah, 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 I've yeah, made yeah. the right choice. <laughs> and then, like, another month passed, and I was like, oh, my God, no, what am I doing? And really? then I started to really question myself as to whether or not I'd made the right choice. And then that deal came in, and everything Changed just... Everything, right? Yeah. I think that I think that's such a big thing, isn't it? Like getting the first deal, getting the first place, and realizing that you can actually yeah, do yeah, it yeah, yeah, without yeah. somebody else. Like exactly. Okay. Well, did you have a big celebration that day, or what? Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. Went out for a very nice meal and lots of drinks, yeah. and that candidate will that never like they'll never know how happy yeah, they made yeah, yeah. me. That, that, must, <laughs> that must have felt so good, especially on your own. What What's been um, What's been the lowest low then so far? If, if it was when you was employed or, or on your own or. Um, I don't know. I don't think I've ever really been. Well, aside from like the first couple of weeks when I started, yeah. I was like, "This is horrible. I don't want to do this." Was just really what daunting. Or? Yeah, and I remember somebody saying to me like, "If you don't fit in in the first couple of weeks." Get oh, out. so this is when you was employed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, he was yeah, like, yeah, if, yeah. You, "If you don't like recruitment to start with, don't get too bogged down and stuck in it." He was like, "Just get out." And I was a bit like, really? maybe, yeah, I was a bit like, maybe I need to give it a chance. Like, yeah, this yeah. hasn't been very long. I need yeah. to give it a bit of a chance. But I remember to start with, I hated it. Yeah, and I was yeah. like, I have to fight. I don't want to do recruitment. <laughs> um, okay. What about, let me ask you the question of, so what what advice would you give to those who are thinking about starting on their own? They're, they're being employed maybe longer than, than you have. What I don't know if they they're really seriously thinking about it. What what advice could you give those people to sort of stuff that you learn from um, that could be a, be of use to to people wanting to go out on their own or just starting? Make sure you have a plan okay. and that you actually stick to the plan. Nice. Um, and track everything you do. So this is something that I don't do so much now, but it really helped me to start with. Is I had like trackers, I guess. However, against I am KPIs, it's kind of what I did to start yeah, with. Yeah, okay. And I counted how many candidates I was talking to a week, how many okay. candidates I was adding to the database a week, how many interviews I was getting, yeah. and looking at how many of that would then turn into nice. a placement. That's such important data, though, isn't it? And I mean, I like I was never being like, right, I have to do this many each week. It was but just actually to take keep a note of it. And seeing, right, I did that many this last yeah, week. Yeah, yeah. Why have I not done that then this that, that week? That obviously is going to help you long term, isn't it? Yeah. Because and then you can, well, I guess in the early days, that's going to help you go, right, okay, so a successful day or however many calls it's going to take, whatever, it'll give you a good mm -hmm. idea of, right, okay, you know what, I know this equals to that, da-da-da. Okay, so planning, which you said you're mm. not that good at, you've referred to quite a lot. Yeah, it's one of those <laughs> things as well that I know I need to get better at. Um, but I'd also say try and get as much out of the agency as you can that you're currently at because I think okay. a lot of I mean like I was hands on recruitment and that was it I didn't know any of the backstage kind of things okay. what is that, what is that? What so is like that? invoicing that's not yeah. something that you that do like the accounts yeah, like yeah. things like that like I had no idea how to send out an invoice or like chase up an invoice <laughs> or like anything like that because yeah. you don't do so that so how do you learn that then just so my, my sister my accountant yeah. um, does like my invoices and then I send them out but I remember spending like a whole afternoon reading invoice templates and like how to write an email to send yeah, it out yeah, and it's just yeah, things yeah. like that that you don't that, that, that's what a lot of people because I, I think that's where some people fall in, into that trap it's just that obviously like top builders like yeah I'll do this on my own yeah. make this money for myself but, and then it's like okay, it's right, not I've got just to do the these, yeah it's not just the recruitment isn't it so it seems like you, you're obviously um, being quite lucky with the sort of support mm. network around you, which is cool. Um, so, basically, um, <laughs> that that is actually the the most common thing that I've heard is like that, that whole business side of things. Um, but talk to me about sort of your world then. What's going on? Like, what what's what's the future for Voir? Hopefully, have you thought about that? So, have you done a business plan for next year, or I don't know? Oh, that's a bit. Far actually, out. no. It is actually, yeah, sorry. <laughs> what, what's like? Um, what's what's the plan? Yeah, I mean, like I have where I want to take it and how I want to grow a team and how I don't want to grow a team in the normal sense. Okay. Um, how I do you want to grow a team then? I don't necessarily want to be, I guess this is something that I feel like when it comes to it, I'll probably have to do anyway, but the commission side of things, okay. I find quite interesting. In what way? And I know it's probably quite cliche, but like, yeah, the money was nice when you get a bonus, yeah. but I still prefer telling somebody that they've got their dream job, okay. which is quite cliche, but I think that's such a nice feeling when yeah. you get to tell them that. And I think, 
there's like the industry is quite overworked like you don't work nine to five do you you no. work eight till eight yeah, yeah, like yeah. and on a saturday yeah and i think that there's there could be a more efficient way of doing it like what, i don't in, think in what way so like my day i'll send some emails maybe talk to some candidates up until nine thirty. yeah and then i won't speak to any candidates again until lunchtime yeah, yeah. and then i won't speak to any again until the evening okay and i feel like if there was a bit more what, I, well, fle- I, like flexibility yeah, working. Okay. I know me as as a millennial. I hate that. T- I hate that term so much. But like flexibility is important, and I think you 100%. could do your day in a much more efficient way. Because how much how much time do recruiters spend just scrolling through LinkedIn because they've yeah. got no candidates to speak to? Yeah, yeah. And so I, I think agree. if you had a bit more flexibility and say started a little bit later or broke down your day or had mm. the flexibility to work from home or wherever you want mm. to fit around when the candidates are most available yeah, yeah, yeah i feel like that could be more valuable than a lot of commission yeah, yeah. i don't know no i, I know what you mean it nice no, it, it, I, I like the way you're thinking i think for me yeah the most fruitful times of the day were were lunch times like i'd basically i'd basically generate a list of people that i'd follow up with over lunch over the lunchtime period after work mm. because uh, as you said like it's it is the best time to catch people. Um, but obviously, what do you do in between now then? Like in between those times? Do you so my content and things. Okay. But then I also find like writing content, I'm better at writing content, say on a Sunday morning, laying in bed. <laughs> like, I feel like it doesn't, yeah. it doesn't always have to fit in. I read a book actually when I was on holiday that was basically questioning the nine to five. What is it called? The multi-hyphen method. Okay. It's all about like having side hustles or yeah, yeah, not yeah, yeah. like social media managers didn't exist 10 years ago so how do we know what jobs are going to exist yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah. it's like doing loads of different things but not just fitting into the nine to five yeah yeah and i think recruitment's kind of within that it doesn't yeah, fit yeah it is well it's, it's quite it is quite old school isn't it like yeah it, it, it is but that's why i think that the the sort of questions you're asking the things you're thinking about is is what's going to give you the edge sort of long term um but i think at the same time Obviously, if you're a business owner, it's just like that must be quite hard to scale. Yeah. Do, do you know what I mean? It's hard because what works for you may not work for, for the next person. That, that's the that's the yeah. thing. Especially when you're a smaller agency, because like that sort of culture quite is important. So like, if you've got half of people, even though they might their billions might even increase if they're at home, but then you've got half the people in the office mm. that also might affect it. There's there's so many var- variables, but I, I like the way you're thinking. So. If you were to employ someone then, would would they, I don't know, what would their hours be? I, don't, I, think, <laughs> I think I'd want to say work with them one day a week in an office environment okay. just to have like one day together yeah, yeah. and then be like, right, I'm going to be in this coffee shop from here from like now yeah, till yeah. then. If you want to join me, you can. Mm. Like, And I guess it depends on them and how they work. I think that exactly, would be that, a really that's big learning Because uh, some people do need that structure. Some people do need that. Yeah. Right, you're going to be here till I here. think especially from the start mm. as well because I think whoever I take on first, I don't want them to have ever worked in recruitment. Do you not? So I think to start with, Why it is needs that? to be. Because I don't want them to come from an agency where they're, they've picked up. Bad habits. Yeah. Okay, you want to sort of mould them into the, the voir way. Yeah, or into yeah. just into their way. I don't want to... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I mean, I've had, like, managers that have been like, right, now you're doing, like, I used to plan on a Monday morning to plan for the week. Yeah. Then I'd plan for the Monday, and then at lunchtime on Monday, we'd sit down and plan for the Monday afternoon. Really? And they're not the same on the Tuesday, we'd plan for Tuesday, and then at lunchtime we'd well, plan for Tuesday. Well, like what you're doing. Yeah, and it was very, like, right, 10 o'clock, you're on this, why aren't you doing this? And yeah, I'd be like, well, yeah. the candidate's just wrong. Yeah. Like... That, that that was that was the hardest thing I found was because so we um, in the agency I was in we made the decision and it it, it did it was actually really successful it was um, every Tuesday and Thursday between ten and twelve we had to have like a solid BD session um, and it uh, the reason why I bring that up is because like in recruitment like you can just be pulled pillar to post like so easily um, like so easily it's like can it cause you but and then I think. The best recruiters prioritise the right things. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So if you've got a candidate calling you and you you said, right, okay, I'm going to do this from this time to that, and you know that that's a conversation that you could have later on in the day, then you've got to prioritise that. Same with like emails as well. Like There's so many emails which you don't have to reply straight away. Do you know what I mean? Um, but yeah. it's so easy to feel like <laughs> you need to do it. Um, I think BD is one of those things as well that you don't ever really want to do. Yeah. But we, we used do, to do, do you business development then? Do you yeah. Do, yeah, yeah. We used to do BD every day from 10 to 11 and then 5 till 6 every day. Nice. 
How was that five to six window? So five to six was more like I'd scroll through LinkedIn jobs and find out like who was hiring and like okay. write things down and then, and then that would out. then be for the next yeah, day yeah, to actually okay, do nice. it. Yeah. Um, for me, business development was the hardest thing at first. I, I was so scared. <laughs> and like even it's now, scary. like. I don't really believe in it, but the whole cold calling thing, yeah. and that's what I think a lot of people do when they have BD time. It's like, right, I'm going to get them both yeah, yeah, two yeah, hours. Yeah. I, used, yeah, I used to cold call a lot. Like, it's hard though. I think I've only ever done like one proper cold call. Really? So, what would be a proper cold call? Like, you just get the details on yeah. Google and then like just give them a call. Yeah. How like okay? How else would you generate that list of people you need to call then? Or like, how would that, how would you do it if it isn't a proper cold call? I'd have sent them something before. Like, oh right, them. okay. So something to talk about. Yeah, but even so, I never really, I never did the calling time in my last agency. Did you not? Oh, as in you never hit the no. like the peak calling time. I never, I never did BD calling. Really? No, I was all emails, all like dropping things in personally. Like we did Easter egg deliveries as well when we were yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. And I that's how you got clients. Yeah. Okay. Everyone's so, so everyone, interesting. Everyone has their yeah. own approach. Then everyone always says like cold calling works. You have to do BD calling time, and yeah. I've just, I've just never. What don't you like about it? I don't know. I feel like, <laughs> again, I feel like it's just this perception of recruiters and yeah. how many people be like, oh, God's sake, it's another recruiter yeah, 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 me. Yeah. And I, I just don't want them to think like that. Yeah, I know what you mean, yeah. When I had my most success, it was um, when I'd, I'd, I think it'd go, it wouldn't work at all if I didn't have anyone to talk about. It's just sort of coming back to something to talk about. But whenever like I had a candidate who I'd met, working exclusively with etc mm. etc et and I know by by this point when I'm BD and obviously I know my market I know what what are the like most sought after skill set when you have someone like that I think cold calling can be very fruitful yeah it's still difficult because you're phoning people out of the blue but when you're phoning someone out of the blue and you've got a skill set and you've got someone who's decent You've one got something to talk about. It's mm. a product essentially, as opposed to calling up and going, "Hi there, my name's Hisham. I work for this business. I'm a recruiter." Da da da. Yeah. You, they've he heard all that stuff before. Do you know what I mean? But if you've got something for them to talk to talk about and hopefully something they'd be interested in, yeah. you have a lot more chance of being successful. I um, think when I used to sit in, like I'd be doing like other BD and people would be on the phones, and to me they would speak to say one person in an hour, and they'd just be like not getting through to them yeah, yeah, yeah. or leaving voicemails, and I just used to sit there and think like. Surely it's a bit of a waste of time because yeah, yeah. you're just not getting through to them. I guess yeah, it's one of those things about. like you it's, won't it can be a numbers game as well. Though. Yeah, like you have to be persistent. You know how it is in recruitment, even with candidates and clients. Like if you don't, if you don't, if you don't have a follow up process, yeah, like you you're going to struggle. Um, it's strange because I'm more than happy to do that on the candidate side. I know. I mean, like I hate being pushy and things <laughs> with candidates, but I'm a lot more likely well, I found to. That. It's just the mindset. Yeah. It really is. It's the. It's like your perception. It's so true. It's funny you say that because like, when you when you get more experience, it's like yeah, like I call call a candidate like because you I don't I don't know what it is. It's just a different thing yeah. with a client and candidate. I don't know what it is. And I really enjoy talking to candidates for the first time. Yeah. Whereas sometimes yeah. like that first call with a client, I'm like. Ooh. <laughs> I know, but so I've, I've had this advice. Um, I've had this advice a few times now, and. I think the best advice for that is like don't put the client on a pedestal yeah you are they're no better yeah. than you like no you, you you can provide tremendous amounts of yeah. value to their business if you know the right people um, so that really helped me because I had the same sort of similar mindset I was like oh and it's really nice as well when you get the impression from the client that they also don't think they're on a pedestal yeah, yeah like yeah. I've had a client be like I'm sorry I'm such a shit client like I just <laughs> don't want to be at the bend and I'm kind love of that. like yep yeah, yep yeah, you do but no 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 it's fine don't worry I love that um, okay cool before before we wrap up then just because I, I feel like you're sort of in line with sort of my thoughts on this so what 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 is your thoughts on because I feel like you've done it quite quite well now over the last 12 months or so sort of personal brand like how, how important is that for a recruiter or especially a business owner and I think it's it? more well if not the same more important than your actual company brand yeah. I think as a recruiter because candidates and clients more are more likely to invest in you yeah. as opposed to the company yeah, if yeah. they don't like the recruiter they're dealing with for sure when, when when did you did that come natural to you to like invest in that 
or I don't know, did you when did, did you read some stuff that you like, you know what? Or it was one know. of the things that I didn't feel like I was getting the chance to do enough of in my agency. Okay. And so when But when I, no one spoke about it. Just, it no just, one was doing it. No. Yeah. Well, as you said, they they was around when like you was faxing people and stuff. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, just nobody really did it. And I mean, he'd he'd encouraged me to maybe post an article or something, but it wouldn't like, be an article. Share it. Yeah, yeah, it wouldn't yeah, be something yeah, yeah, I'd yeah. write. And um, it was just something that was on the list. I was like, I need to start doing this because, especially because it's just me. They're yeah, not yeah, just yeah. investing. So did you did you know? Obviously, I know you said you did fifty percent marketing, but building your personal brand was like as important as getting on the phone and all yeah. that. Like, and that you did started decided to do that from day one. Okay, wicked. How quick one on that? Like, how do you how do you measure it's working? Like, I don't know. Like, do you know what I mean? That's that is a hard thing because I think it's evident that you've got the mindset of like for me the the best advice that i give people is like don't share with the expectation of getting something in return yeah. because that's 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 your quickest way of stopping do you know what i mean because you're 10 videos in now i don't know if you made any more placements don't know if you made more money but it could be very easy to go like this isn't working this yeah is, this is bollocks but so it's, I don't know, what, what do you... I think I've been more motivated by things that I can't measure. So, like, people being like, oh, I'll keep seeing your videos. Nice. Like, they're really helpful, but I can't engage in them yeah. because of whatever. Um, and people just being like, can I just chat about my job search? Yeah. Like, I've had a lot more open conversations, yeah, yeah, which yeah. I think, yeah, they might not be great now, mm. but in the long term, hopefully they will be. And it's yeah. kind of, you need to not necessarily look about what's right now, yeah, but yeah. think in six months. Have a long-term mindset. I think... Yeah, again, that's exactly what I talk about, like really taking mental note of the small wins. Um, but also, yeah, what, what you said, recruitment, building a recruitment desk, it's a long-term game, isn't it? Like, for me, I didn't, it, it all started clicking like 18 months. Like, mm. I've made placements throughout that time, but it really started sort of kicking off sort of between yeah. 12 and 18 months. And, that, and that's the same with sort of the, the sort of whole personal brand thing. Like, if you view it from a long-term, 12 months down the line, like, Trust me, when you go to networking events, when you make that BD call, people you will be on people's newsfeed, yeah. trust me. And like it's I'm sure you've experienced it, but like people especially with video, that's the most powerful thing, is like people genuinely will feel like, feel like they know you. So like for them to sort of be open and go, Oh yeah, I've seen your stuff online, they all they all automatically think they've got some context on who you are. And that is so, is so yeah. helpful. I think because recruitment is all about people exactly. and being personable, it mm. is. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You can't really do it, I don't think, without yeah, it. Yeah, I, I think um, I think a lot more people should be doing it. I think that um, I think what what's also important is like think about why you want to do it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's, if your why is like I want to make more money, I, I, I get that. That will happen, but that's not when you're thinking oh shit I haven't done anything this week that isn't going yeah. is, to motivate you to do it I think I'm doing it more as well because I don't want to be seen as that pushy recruiter that's just talking off about exactly. jobs you're I, trying to give value yeah, yeah. that's exactly like I don't want to be anything like any yeah, of those yeah, recruiters yeah. that I dealt with exactly. before I got into that, that was exactly sort of my sort of why when I started it was like on every single day I'm, I talk about candidates like I generally actually care about getting them into the right place I have a real sort of understanding of their ind industry um, and I'm a real big believer in doing the right thing. Yeah. Like, even if that means me not making money, mm. like, I can live with that. And I think sometimes you need that feedback from candidates as well to keep you going. Yeah. I did, sure. um, I did a video on about why people should use recruiters mm. and a candidate that I never placed, but I spoke to quite, like, a yeah, lot yeah, on yeah. her career commented saying something about how valuable she always found any like any of the information yeah, I gave her, that. and that was like, that's actually motivating me to yeah, keep yeah. going. It should it be there. Not exactly. just talking a load of crap. Like, 100%. Like, that's the thing that that for me like recruitment bad name online whatever but you you change people's lives yeah. it's fucking cheesy as that is it is really <laughs> it's one of those that's what I was saying though like it's generally such a nice feeling if you to do the right thing up. exactly 100% like the, look we recruiters make commission and that is it's great to be motivated by that probably the most successful recruiters are motivated by that but for me let's be real like when you get a phone call a message or you meet a candidate who you place and they go you know what you fucking yeah. put me in the best place. Like I'm so happy that the that for me outweighs X in your paycheck yeah. for me, and that that's what that's why people are addicted to it. They may not want to admit it, but for me that that's a that's a big motivator. Like I thought that I was always very much money orientated and this might just be because I'm now running my own business but I don't miss the commission side of things yeah, yeah, yeah. And maybe it's just because it's my little baby and I can see it growing anyway and that's kind yeah, of yeah, enough yeah. for me but I don't miss the fact that I'm not giving myself 
a nice big bonus sure. when I get a deal. I'm just sure. getting a salary. Like, yeah. It's quite nice. I like that. Um, before we wrap up, actually, because I know we wanted to, to speak about it, what, what obviously, male-dominated industry, mm-hmm. recruitment, why is that, do you think? I think a lot of it is probably the perception of it because I yeah. think when I came into it, I knew it was very male-dominated. I think mm. it's a very salesy, obviously, environment. Like things like Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah, like and that. I think it's just kind of that perception. And I think I remember being in the interview and being asked whether or not I'll be able to take the banter and deal with all the like bullshit really? in the office. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't think it should necessarily be like that. Yeah. Like, I mean, obviously, at sales, you're always going to have to have like a... Bit of a laddie culture. Yeah, but I don't think it should be make or break. If you can't handle it, then... It's yeah. not for you. I mean, I guess a lot of that is the agency culture that that for agency sure. has. But there are so, there are there are so many. I, I feel like when I go on LinkedIn and stuff like that, I don't know. I feel like there are a lot of females in recruitment. But yeah, I think it is probably starting to change now. Yeah, I think like my agency was like half females. I think now probably it's becoming a lot more marketing orientated. I think yeah. it's probably coming a bit more equal because marketing is more female orientated mm. so yeah. i guess that will help it but. i think i think also as well like um one like a, a female recruiter can be as good as a male recruiter one thousand percent but also like that people element i know females like naturally are fucking yeah. great at do you know what See, i mean i think yeah with that, with that in mind you'd think like, that that's what i mean be... yeah for me but and then obviously again i think a big part of it is that perception because there might probably be a lot, a lot of girls out there who thought about it whether they thought nah fuck that mm. like, I'm just gonna I be I think it's the sectors that you work in as well I think like probably tech that's recruitment true. and IT like any kind of thing on that side that's quite heavy mm. is probably more male dominated because I remember when I in- interviewed it I think it was tech and engineering yeah. I was like I've got no interest in this like, I just yeah, don't yeah. care about it yeah, whereas yeah. I feel like that's probably more male dominated yeah. just because of interest yeah. I think it will change but definitely agree, need more people like yourself on here. So I'm, I'm going to aim to do that, um, which would be cool. Um, but look, before we finish, what what's going on in your world? I know you've touched on it, but what, what are you excited about at the moment? Um, talk to me about, um, so wh- when are you hoping to get another person? Is Hopefully when? by the end of this year. That's your goal. Okay, I love that. Um, and yeah, what, what's going on in your world then? What are you excited about? What, what's it like recruiting for the marketing world? What's, what's exciting at the moment? It's good fun. Yeah, I think because I'm, I, I've kind of done my degree, and that was the industry that I wanted yeah. to work in. It makes it a bit easier because okay. I'm always slightly jealous of people when they tell me what their job roles are. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I want to be doing that. Yeah. Um, but no, it's interesting, and I mean, it's it's always changing. Candidate type market at one level, and then yeah. ridiculous on the other. Mm. So yeah, always changing. It's exciting. Cool. Okay. So last question I ask everyone. Um, may or may not have heard of this. May have heard it if you've listened to some of them. Um, but the question I wanted to ask you was if you could um, communicate to every single recruiter, they'd listen, they'd take on your advice, they'd apply it to their day tomorrow, what would you say? It could be a sentence, it could be a word. Do it your own way. Do it your own way. Love that. Okay, cool. Absolute pleasure. And um, yeah, as I said, hopefully if anyone's listening, I'd love to get more people like Katie on, on the show. Um, but yeah, thank you for coming in thank and, you. um, I'm excited to share this.